obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. When I do uh, episodes of the Sheep Show podcast, I generally prepare my guests so they know exactly what we're going to talk about. I give them questions. I uh, coach them. You know, it's all very prepared. And uh, on this episode, I did not do any of that. In fact, so much so that I've got two people with me who have no idea what we're going to talk about, but they're good talkers. They know lots of stuff. So... I want to introduce you to Tash, who you would have met on the Hampshire Down podcast. Hey, Tash. Hello, Jill. This is Tash Pollard from Black Pond, Hampshire Down Stutt, and someone else who's been behind the scenes here at Halston Valley Farm for four years, four years now, and that would be Brooklyn. Hello, Brooklyn. Hello, Jill. So I'm going to have to get you to say. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brooklyn. Um, I'm a year 10 student, um, studying ag at the minute and biology. So I'm just starting to find my way in the ag world. Um, I work at Holston Valley Farm with Jill. Um, and I go to her with shows, big into sheep shows. Yeah. I like sheep shows. I do. <laughs> you like winning. You're a bit like Tash. This, this, generally, we, we leave the gate in the morning before a show, and I say to Brooklyn, so what's the goal for today? And Brooklyn will say? Win everything. Win everything. And then Tash wins everything. No, no, no. <laughs> but, yes, it's good to have that. So you 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 do like the sheep shows? Uh, yes. <laughs> and you've been very successful at sheep shows. I have. You have. Yeah, very, very good. Excellent. And I want to just have a chat with both of you to a few there's a few kind of key topics I want to explore to help the listeners of the sheep show podcast and uh one of those topics one of those topics is about passion so so you've just mentioned Brooklyn for example that you really like your sheep shows and you've been doing this and you come here you know, literally at a drop of a hat, whenever you need it, whenever you want to, you're here at the door at eight o'clock in the morning, boots on, ready to go and work till, you know, Jill stops, which is typically 12 or 14 hours later. <laughs> so, and you mentioned that you're studying ag, you're studying biology. So tell us a little bit about this passion that you have for this industry. Where did it come from? And when did you realize you had a passion for ag? Well, I originally came from Langwarren, um, and I was not, I had no idea what farming was, what ag was, until uh, I moved uh, into um, Karambara 
and I went to a farm world one year and met Jill. And we really got interested in sheep and farming on. And so from there, it just grew. And suddenly I realized like, whoa, I want to do this. You yeah. Know? This is what I want to do. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's just been more and more and more, hasn't it, for you? Yeah, it just kept growing and growing. And it's like, this is where I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And Tash, for you, where, where did you, where did this passion come from? for you what what do you think really ignited it um probably working with the sheep at high school mm. and doing the ag program at high school and yeah and doing that going to the sheep shows and mm. meeting farmers and talking to farmers and getting experience with different farmers dairy farmers sheep mm. farmers and all, mm. and all that in the industry yeah great stuff so again from an urban fringe kind of background, but you know that exposure and that opportunity really helped you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing. And I feel working with you because because the reason Tash is is here and Brooke has already described why she pretty much lives here half the time. Um, but Tash is here because she's been doing a placement, her placement with with uh, us on the farm this week and over the next couple of months too, coming back, which is. For me, just a you know, huge, amazing. So thank you so much for choosing us. <laughs> um, but we've had a few um, young people come for either work experience or placements or whatever it might be. And I'm, I'm just interested to explore something that would help other people, breeders, farmers, other people who have, for example, sheep, because that's really who we're, we're talking to here. How can they tap into your passion? So how what what is it we can do as sheep farmers, sheep breeders? Because having you here this week and, and with Brooklyn for the last four years, it it helps me. It helps me be motivated. It helps me think of the big picture. It helps me to drive out the door to go to a show when it's like half four or five o'clock in the morning and actually have a smile on my face. So what you know, so it's like a team, yeah? It's like a unit. And you're so young. So you've got all that youth on your side, not like us old ones. So what can we do to find more people like you who are passionate and then will do the crazy stuff that we do do when we're sheep breeders and sheep farmers? What do you think? What do you think, Brooklyn? Um, I think... There's a lot of young people out there who are interested in this kind of thing, but you've just got to find them. And I'm not sure how you do go about that, but say yeah. Farm World, that brought, you know, quite a few people mm. to our farm yeah. to yeah. help out. We just did Farm World again recently again, and, and we, we, we get a lot of people who perhaps, you know, they, they don't, they haven't inherited land, you know, so, and maybe they'll, they'll never, they'll be urban fringe people, but there's some, some underlying passion or, or interest that they haven't tapped into. And, and, you know, we're really looking at, well, for me, the sort of layers of it, there is, we have work we need to get done every week on the farm. Yeah. And then there's layers of it around, having a team around you to help motivate you daily. And then there's a whole bigger picture, which is the fact that 
by engaging young people, we have a future in terms of, you know, potentially like what you're studying that is going to benefit so many people in the future. And then whatever you do, Brooklyn, again, that will most likely benefit this industry. So, so when you say like things like farm or when you say, you know, just have to find them, what do you think? And I'll come back to you with the passion question, Tash. What do you think breeders can do to actively, because I think it's, we can't just find them when we're sitting in our own kitchen or, sit, or being in our sheep yards. That's not where we're going to find these people. We're not going to find people like you when we are isolated. So what can we do to source more Brooklyn's? <laughs> I think you just have to put yourself out there. Um, like if you don't show everyone, you know, what you do, you know, the importance of it, no one's going to come looking for you. No one's going to know anything. So I think if you just put yourself out there and show people Mm. what you can do, it brings a lot of interest in Mm -hmm. what certainly brought me in. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So, so, so getting, getting out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Getting out and about. At shows, farm meetings and talks, things like that. Just put yourself out there. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Um, Tash, the passion. What can we do to potentially find people with the passion that you've got for for animals? Uh, probably open up your farms to like TAFEs and yeah. and unis and high schools even to get them involved with your animals and yeah. and get a hands on approach and teach them about taking care of the sheep or mm-hmm. cattle or whatever and yeah just open up your farm and get youth involved Mm -hmm. that should spark some passion yeah I love that I love that you mentioned you know both of you mentioned you know getting out getting out and about one of the challenges I find is that sometimes when we do as breeders get out and about everything's so serious so you know like the shows it's very serious and then sometimes breeders can come across as rude. Yeah. And I've experienced that and I'm a fellow breeder. But I'm thinking for a young person, when you see a breeder who is serious and potentially coming at them, mean to be rude, but what's the impression you get? Well, I think sometimes like they do come across like that, but they're just, you know, upholding you know, standards, they're just, you know, making themselves the best, look the best, Yeah. you know, like keeping keeping up with everyone. Yeah, yeah, because it's very, it can be very competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it can be very competitive. Yeah. What do you think, Cash? Um, so I think if breeders are being rude, they, they don't want to pass on that yeah. knowledge to the younger generation. Anyway. And they don't want the younger generation to take over what they're doing and, and what right. they're at the show for. Yeah. So so I think we we as breeders need to, and older people, you know, you know, let's sort of put myself in a category, you know, I'm twice over twice your ages, kind of. We we need to actually think about what's our bigger picture. You know, what 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 are we wanting to do? And if we don't want to do this sharing, if we don't want to have an engagement, then that's okay. But don't expect, don't expect people to be queuing up at your door to come and help you or volunteer or contribute or um, participate, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you, so you've got to get out there, but you've got to get out there with the right attitude to actually attract people. And I think, I feel like it's a bit like um, a magnet. I think people, some people seem to um, attract people and some people seem to repel people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think perhaps as, as sheep breeders, we need to think about that. Do you want to be an attraction magnet for people? And that could be customers too, because I'm thinking... Again, if we come across as perhaps rude and abrupt or arrogant sometimes at, at shows, it's customers see that too. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's just it's something that's sort of been, I don't know, kind of annoying me. You know, people people say to me when I rock up, oh, here's Jill and and all her her followers or all her tribe. And I'm like, like there might be three kids in the car with me or something. And, you know, and I think of people thinking, oh, what's she doing? She doesn't realize how much food I've brought with me and all the snacks and all the... Because <laughs> you've got to get after people too. Yeah, don't you? You've really got to think about, you know, these these are people who um, you've got to educate and train them, as you mentioned. But you've got to think about the fact that a lot of them, like a lot of the people we're talking about, you know, we've had, what, 13-year-olds now. Yeah. How can we get involved? Yeah. I mean, these are really young people who have the passion, want to learn, but they they need a bit of kind of pastoral care. Yeah. Yeah. So what what makes, do you think, as, as, as young people yourself, what makes you feel like you're wanted when you, you interact with, like, even – talking to someone at a show or an event, what makes you feel like this person wants to sort of answer your questions, wants to help you out, wants to spend time with you? What would you say, Tash? Um, probably being able to get involved showing other breeders sheep and mm. and being able to ask them questions and and yeah. finding out about their breed and, and their farm and, and all things around that, yeah. that topic. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I think that when people come across as inviting, like they want to teach you, they'll you'll be able to hold conversations, they'll tell you things, and you might not have to ask questions. Like they can teach you, they can see you might be doing something and you might need help, and they'll yeah. just show you how to do it in a better way or yeah. how to do it properly. You know, and they'll be like really supportive even of like what you're doing and offer for you to help or ask for your help even yeah like yeah, yeah. everybody needs a hand everybody needs a hand I think that's really important isn't it that you know and again we know I know showing and this is a really serious kind of commercial business angle for showing but again we're talking here about how we you know people come across at shows so this I feel this is you know this is a way of showing your uh, customer service or your business approach, I suppose, and that it is supportive and it is collaborative and it's not territorial or those sorts of things. And, and I think we've really got to think about that and think about, well, what what am I doing to demonstrate to others that I am available, I am open, I am 
wanting to actually engage and and not not the opposite i suppose you know even though i know showing is serious so for me it comes down to trust i can give my sheep to someone who's 13 and you know one i trust the sheep so i'm going to give them a sheep that you know is not going to bowl them over hopefully <laughs> oh hopefully yeah, sometimes it happens but i so i have enough trust in the person Regardless of their, you know, 40 years or lack of, you know, I'm, I'm sort of saying, hey, I have confidence in you. You're 13. Who cares? I have confidence in the fact that you're, if you have the passion, if you have the interest, if you want to learn, you will. You'll, you'll show up. You'll do your best. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think it's, you know, how can older people trust younger people? What do you think? I think just by showing up, mm. by continually just being there, always offering your help, you know, learning from them, like taking on what they teach you. Yeah. And just being listening to young people, actually listening to, to what they have to say. And, yeah. Yeah. And their opinion and not sort of saying, Shut I know everything down. and shutting them down. Yeah. 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 I love it. What do you think, Tash? Uh, I agree with Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, she said, a great idea and yeah yeah because i know sometimes we talk about the other side of it you know how can young people do do more to interact with older people does that make sense and i'm sort of taking it on the other angle that we as breeders farmers whatever you know we're we're often we're often the day there's so many jobs to do and there are people out there who want to help yeah, we want to help and want to contribute and want to learn, but we've got to trust them first. Yes, yeah, we've got to trust them first. Like, for example, I did a talk at Seymour last week. Was it last week or the week before? It was at before Easter. And um, I was talking about Freshman's Farm Week that we have, uh, where Freshman's Farm Week here on the farm is where we have a group of, of young people, typically under 18s, come for a week in January and stay here and get fed, get looked after and work. They actually, and they get paid too. We do pay every single person. It's, it is, this year was performance-based pay. Something I learned the hard way. So uh, we're expecting a level of, of output from these people. Um, but that, you know, doing that or having that really allows us, I suppose, the opportunity to be able to meet new people, trust new people, engage with with new people, and open our doors. So all those things you've you've sort of mentioned, and um, it's almost like a breeding ground, isn't it, for us to to sort of find? And we quickly realize, you know, who are the stayers, yeah. and who are the people that probably don't want to come back. But one of the things people asked me at the Seymour event was, but Jill, that's an insurance nightmare. You know, how do you cover that? And I was talking about how we were teaching. Even today, you were learning to drive a manual car. And Brooklyn's 15, you know. So whatever you do on your own property is kind of your own business. So we can teach Brooklyn to drive kind of thing. As long as we trust Brooklyn and as long as someone is there supervising. Brooklyn has to learn to drive. For her to go out onto the road, someone has to teach her to drive. So, um, and that kind of was my answer to this person when they were saying, but I'm just, you know, they're just like insurance alarm bells. Sure, it's a risk. Absolutely, it's a risk. 
but everything on a farm is a risk. Yeah? yeah. Single thing. We take risks all the time, but are they manageable, calculated risks? And are there risks where the people, the, the, the children are children, the young people are supervised? We teach people how to use a chainsaw. You know, you got to use a chainsaw. I did. Yes. You know, stuff like that. You know, you got to drive here and, we, and we've taught 13 year olds how to drive tractor and stuff. You know, so I'm not concerned about letting uh, an eight-year-old on a quad bike or, uh, you know, a 10-year-old on a on a tractor. I'm actually not concerned about that because I know that I'm there. I'm not just putting them on and letting them just run around and panic. That's not what it's like. We're managing the risk, but we're showing trust and we're giving, give, I think we're giving young people confidence. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Hmm. Wow. So... If you were a breeder, older person, you know, twice, three times the ages that you both are now, and you were, um, you know, sort of thinking of what you've both done in your lifetime already and the exposure and the experiences and the opportunities that you've got, what advice would you give to someone who is perhaps in their 50s or 60s or maybe even 40s, whatever, or 80s, doesn't matter, about engaging and trusting and showing up and opening up to to younger people so that we can one get some extra work done on our farms <laughs> selfish thing um two uh, be motivated ourselves and three have this bigger sort of industry picture around succession planning farmers in the future you know, or maybe it's just social citizens. You know, maybe even if you don't go into ag, you're, you know, hopefully the experiences that you've you've got from everyone, like you, you know, you talked about who influenced you in er, earlier on, all those experiences you've got. What advice would you give the older folk who perhaps I'll go to Tash first? Yeah, what do you think? What advice would you got, Tash? Um, probably just get yourself out there and and educate yeah um and yeah just get out there and and let people in and yeah. people want to learn they so they will they'll come to you if they mm-hmm. if they are interested in the ag industry they will come to you mm-hmm. because people want to learn people want to learn yeah and even if they perhaps if even if they're not you know feeling like they might want to they display that in school, for example, like in class or whatever. You know, and we have we have that sometimes on the farm. We have kids that aren't very academic, but they're not, not you, Brooklyn. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about some of the other kids. And that's okay. I don't really care. Academic, who cares? But they're still human. They still have value. The contribution has value, no matter what age they are, what background they are. You know, I'm not looking at the, the report card when when I um you know, but I am looking at things for me, like Freshman's Farm Week, I'm looking at, you know, does the young person make a phone call to me or send me a text message and contact me? That's what I want to see. I want to see that they take a bit of initiative. I want to see that they're interested, that they're keen. Um, maybe they ask a couple of questions when I talk to them on the phone. Um that's what I'm looking for when I'm and, we, and I interview for the freshman's farm week. I interview people, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I interview them. So, yeah, I'm not just anyone, you know, Brooklyn. What advice would you have for these older folk to um, to 
benefit from having younger people around them as they as they sheep? Um, I definitely I agree with Tash. Um, just letting them in, like having younger people is not taking anything away from you. <laughs> like you're having them is adding to you. You know, they're a benefit. You know, mm. they can ha- know things that you won't know. They can teach you. It might seem a bit odd, but they can. They do know. Yeah. I love that. Wow. It's all about letting people in. Yeah. I'm so glad I've let you into the Sheep Show podcast. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> i kicking and screaming when we got there. No, no, no. No bribery. No ice cream. <laughs> but what fun conversation, girls. Thank you so, so much. I've really enjoyed this chat. It's been a bit of a different Sheep Show podcast, but hopefully it's given some breeders out there just opportunity to facilitate connections with younger people so that as I said you know we can actually benefit and the overall industry can benefit thank you so much oh good thank you thank you Jill thank you for listening to this episode of the sheep show podcast would you like some more hands-on farming experience here at Holston Valley Farm we run personal on-farm practical education where you learn to farm with us. Interested? Get in touch via the Contact Us page at www.holstonvalleyfarm.com and let's explore how we can help you achieve more with your sheep. How's your sheep journey going? Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au And until next time, sheep well.